0: You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together.
1: Hi.
0: (laughs) Welcome to episode 43 of Heart and Soul Podcast.
1: I think this is the first time we actually... Started recording the intro and did it correctly. I know. Well, we have to do it like two or three times in order to get it right. I know. But,
0: and there's always like a, a blooper in the beginning. It's like,
1: dang it. Two months into this, almost 11, and we're just now figuring it out.
0: That's pretty nuts though. It's almost been a year. If I know. You think about
1: it. We were talking about our uh, one-year anniversary party the other day.
0: Yeah, we're going to have a party.
1: We got to get things going on that.
0: Um, just so she doesn't feel like she has to stay silent right now, we have Meredith Rawlings sitting next to us right now. <laughs> Yes, hey. say hello. <laughs> hello. We're going to be interviewing her on all things health, wellness, inner and outer beauty and we're going to cover it all. But for now, let's start with our happies and crappies. Surely. do you have one or two?
1: Um, yeah. You um, want to go first? I have a lot of happies. I don't I That's don't a know great happies. Oh, That's okay. a great thing. I have a very minor crappy. Um, I hate so I guess happy. I'll start. When when did I head to Raleigh? Friday I headed to Raleigh. I had a really amazing wedding on Saturday. That, that was beautiful. Was so fun. Um, so and, like, was it a? You said Persian ceremony? Yes. Yeah, so she is Persian. He is white. And um, so they got married in a Catholic church, and then at the actual, like, reception, they did a, a Persian ceremony, and uh-huh. so it was really neat. There's all these things that I have ne- never seen before, where there's, like, this whole spread of all these, like, beautiful, intricate dishes of foods, and, like, That's um, pretty cool. and there's, like, a mirror there, to, so that you're, there's, like, this whole thing, I need to actually research it a little bit more, where <laughs> but, like the couple, like, sits there's mirror, on the bench, and, there's food. and they're supposed to be able to, like, look into the mirror and, like, see themselves as a couple, and then, They sit down and the moms, I think, uh, the bridesmaids held this like silk sheet over their heads, and then the moms like grinded sugar over their heads, and it's to pour like sweetness on the marriage. Oh, that's kind of cute. And and they like dip their fingers in honey and feed it to each other. Same, same kind of thing. It was really, really, really cool. Um, And then throughout all all the dancing, there was a lot of like Persian music mixed in with all the hip hop. And what I loved about it was everyone like. Obviously, all the people that were not from that culture didn't really know what they were doing, but they didn't care. They just kept like, dancing. Like they just danced, awesome. and like everyone had such a great time, and it was really cool to see. So I that love that. Fun. I've always yeah.
0: wanted to go to an Indian wedding. Yeah. Where you like wear those really intricate mm-hmm. gowns that are all colorful mm-hmm. and everything.
2: Oh, I want to do that yeah. so and bad. Just, yeah, I would love to do that. It Seems really, really interesting. So, so I would anyone to out shoot there? One,
1: but it's a long weekend, because it's, like, a whole thing. I know. It's
0: two days, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So, anyone out there who's listening, who's Indian and engaged, if they
0: have any extra invites that they want to send out to their wedding, please let us know.
1: Anyway. So, yeah. That was a really awesome wedding. Um, beautiful day. Really fun. And then, um, today, I have a new nephew. Yay! was uh, just born this morning. Um, my sister-in-law had a C-section, and so... He's a little bit early, so he'll be in the NICU. I won't we'll be able to meet him for a little bit, probably within a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I'm really excited. His name is James Leo, and he was four pounds three ounces. Four pounds? Yeah, that's really small. He was due December 9th, December seventh. Oh yeah. So, um, thank the Lord, everything's good. Yeah, sister in law's good. He's good, and yeah, we're just—I like sobbed getting those texts earlier this morning. So oh that's so cute really really cute um so now I have three little nephews which I cannot even believe um I just love being an aunt it's so much fun. I want to be an
0: aunt but I feel it? like it'd be really fun and like no pressure
1: it is and like I love those boys so much that I'm like it's actually kind of terrifying to think of the thought of having my own kids because I'm like gosh if I love them this much
2: I'm gonna let my, my how much
1: I'm gonna love my own kids you know um but yeah being an aunt is fun because you can like be the cool aunt and do fun things with them but then like drop but them then, off like later yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah wait are you an aunt
2: no no, no do you no. have siblings i do my brother's two years younger than i am so okay two and a half years so hopefully not there yet hopefully not yeah. there yet.
1: so anyway that would be my happies of the week and just my only crappy was my back's been killing me and i think it's because i uh Stood for, like, 10 or 11 hours mm-hmm. on Saturday, and then I did my mini-session Sunday, so I stood for another several hours, and I woke up yesterday morning just, like, curled up in a little ball, like, ow. Yeah, <laughs> you probably need to, like, sore. get a massage or yeah. do some yoga. Or... Yeah, I took yesterday off. I didn't work out at all. Good. And then today, I'm going to go to yoga after this, so. Have you ever been to that aqua float
2: place? The cryo float? Right? Yeah,
0: is that what it's
2: called? I've I have heard. Jordan's that. done it. I... Like, I've never done anything my, like that, but I think I want to try. My old roommate went to that. Um, she got some special and went for free, I think. And I met the owner before the. I met the owner and too. He was then. awesome. She raved about it. He is dope. Like, he's, he's a really cool guy. Yeah, I actually kind of want to talk business with him because I yeah. think he's really, really interesting. Yeah. But he, yeah, she raved about it. She said it was fabulous. So, Jordan and she went, felt really good.
1: And he loved it. Yeah. Um, did he do the um,
2: cryo or the, kind of the float? float? I want to try the float. I think she did both. They gave her some, like, Because like she has a blog, so they, like, wanted the publicity, I guess. Um yeah. And she said she fell asleep during the float. She yeah. Was, she was like, I have never been so relaxed in my life. That's so why really do. I really want to try it. I just haven't had Can have you leave the thing open is my question because I'm very socialistic. I, I Where
1: legitimately freak out in small spaces and crowds so
2: apparently what i, I the heard the crowds thing i think because i'm really short and i can't see anything i freak out how yeah. tall yeah. are you Five two, two five three. Yeah. five four <laughs> i'm a giant look at us
0: <laughs> oh my gosh no but i heard that like once you're because i'm claustrophobic too but once you're like floating in the thing you feel kind of like you're in this like open space yeah Mm-hmm. Oh, it just trips me up though. I want to try it. Apparently, it's only like forty dollars. Yeah, I it, feel like that's totally it's good. It's way cheaper
1: than a massage. Yeah, she said eventually you like it's so dark in there and you're just floating that you literally start like seeing things
0: and you like s- stop feeling the water. Yeah, yeah. like that's you feel Alex like you're said. just in air. It was
2: almost like a zero gravity experience, is what she said. Which I don't. I I just want to try it. I, I so feel so. like I would just
0: start paddling and like get anxious and like <laughs> not, maybe not though. Not maybe relax would, at maybe, all. Maybe yeah. not.
2: Maybe you would just. Be zen. So zen. Yeah. Just blissed out.
1: I'll give it a whirl. Let's go. That's something I'll, I'd will i not be opposed to doing. Before just... the
2: end of 2019, let's go. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah, some girls go to get Manny Petties. We're going to go do a, <laughs> a float. I, <laughs> I don't know that I'm
0: going to do cryo. I hate cold things. Me too. I think I'm it's done. Only for
2: like a little. Yeah, second. but still. Like I'm just like... the
0: thought of
1: actually putting my <laughs> body into that makes me want to cry. I don't about know it. that I like fully. I don't know if I want to say believe in it, but I feel like you can get the same benefits in other ways too. Like floating. Um, (laughs) Yeah, Like when we were on our honeymoon and we went to the spa, they did this whole thing where you could like, you would like go from the steam room to the ice room and then on a hot chair, then you go in the steamer and then you could do a, a polar plunge into the, like, ice-cold pool, and I was like... a lot of options. I I know. It was, like, this whole series that they took me through, and I was like, I don't really want to do the ice thing. And she was like, are you sure? And she convinced me to go in the room, and I was like... And I was laying down on this thing, and it's, like, legitimately a freezer in there, and they give you this, like, cold aloe to put on your face, and I'm like, yeah, this is not relaxing. Like, this does not feel good. (laughs) My feet are freezing. Um, And then I, I opted out of taking the polar plunge, so... Anyway,
2: not yeah. my thing. Not See, my I'm thing. such a nut. I used to do that when I was a kid, like yeah. in a hotel had a, pool, a cold pool and a hot pool. Oh, that. Oh, idea. yeah, yeah. Jump and we in and still out. back and forth, back and forth. We were yeah. like... I did that too. Yeah. I feel like um, when you were a
1: kid, that was like... I guess so. I was more tolerable. There was no pain. No, yeah. We felt no pain. Yeah, no, we you were miserable. Yeah. I grew up in New York, and like immediately when our pool would open in like May, it would still be freezing. It would be like 50 or 60 degree water, and I would
2: still just insist on swimming because um, I wanted to. No, they used to have to push me in the pool at swim practice in April, when the oh. f- or May, when the pool first opened. We'd all, like, Where are you from? Kentucky. That's right. So it's still, you know, warm, but the, the water is not. Is yeah. Not yeah. yeah. Yep. So we'd all kind of line up shivering, and they'd just kind of so. go down the line and push us in. And, yeah. It's so. like child abuse. Just yeah. Right? Dive practice was the worst, because you had to get out and then get back in. I mean, Yike. PTSD, y'all. Terrible.
1: Anyway, that was anyway. A long-winded happy crappy. Who goes next? Oh, yeah. I forgot we were on that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll go. Um, my happy is... One of my clients uh, went out of town this weekend, and she lives on the ocean and asked me to house sit. So we got to stay at her house this weekend, and it was just, like, so nice. Heck, yeah. Yeah, because, like, we would, like, wake up and have coffee on the porch and, like, look at the waves. And it was just, like, I want to be rich. (laughs) Like, I was just, like, thinking, like, this this would be amazing. And, like, we were going to go out to dinner. Um, both nights and like both nights we ended up just like ordering to go and coming back and eating on the porch. Cause it was like, why would we go anywhere? Like if I lived yeah. there, I would never leave. Yeah. So that's was my happy. I don't really know that I have a crappy either. It's just been, oh, I guess the crappy has been like, uh, Michael and I like haven't really had a lot of like one-on-one time together. Cause which is fine. We've had like guests for the last three weeks and then, and there's, there's still guests here. And then next week he goes out of town and then like. The week after that, he goes out of town again, so it's, like, this busy season for both of us, and, um, we just haven't, like, gotten any, like, quality time, but, I mean, it's not, like, crappy, it's just, like, meh, you yeah. know, that's such as life. Yeah. So. Life.
2: Yeah,
0: it happens.
1: But, yeah. It sure does. You? I.
0: Mare Bear? <laughs> does anyone call you that?
2: <laughs> yeah, a couple people, yeah. Um, I guess one of my happies is being here, because... This is just super fun, and I love you guys. Um, The other happy is I had a client tell me that, and, like, break down and cry, that she has completely changed her whole life, and everything is beautiful, and sunshine, and rainbows, and I'm still, that was yesterday, and I'm still, like, riding that way, which is so great. Yes. Um, The only crappy is, not really a crappy, but I'm on my time of the month, Mm. so... First day, that first day is always a little rough, yeah. I'm this is this is my hour of the day that I'm making my brain actually function at 100, yeah. The whole morning, I've been like, What am I doing? What's where? Oh, yeah, I was gonna do this. It's so weird. Your brain just is like, You go into a funk, yeah, it's so Mm -hmm. weird. So foggy,
0: yeah. I hate that. That's all right. Joys of being a woman, such is life, (laughs) such is. Literally the rest of life. our life. Well, until we have <laughs> Until we have
1: <laughs> That'll be just as fun. That'll be Yay. probably worse. <laughs>
0: um. All right. Well.
1: Review. Of, review of the
0: week, baby. We got one. It's like we like rejoice over one a week. <laughs> We're like, yes, Lord. <laughs> I don't know what really
1: happened. We used to get multiple. Well, it's because we week. had
0: that contest. We need to bring back a contest. Yeah. By 2020, let's ha- Let's just shoot for something totally doable. 200 ratings. We have 169 right now. So, in the next two months, we need 32.
1: Yeah. (laughs) No, wait. No. Just saying, though, there are plenty of you. Again, you can see the numbers. There are plenty of you to leave reviews. Yeah,
0: we know. Okay, we know you're listening and not leaving reviews. (laughs) And, like, I'm not above begging. (laughs) So, please.
1: All right. Okay, so.
0: so... This review is from Kate K123 and her subject is Wanna Be Heart and Soul and her review is Did you catch my Spice Girls reference winky face? I mean, duh, obviously. <laughs> we love the Spice Girls. She said, "Seriously obsessed with this podcast. I love the authenticity, vulnerability, and humor behind it. If you need advice from faith to fitness to anything in between, this is the podcast for you. I love when women support other women and build each other up and strive to help each help others be our best selves." Give these girls a listen; you won't regret it. Thanks, Kate K. That was so Thank sweet. Thank you so much. We love you, and we love the Spice Girls always. Oh yeah, you don't have a button anymore. I don't. Have um, you gotten used to that yet?
1: Yeah, I actually have. It only did you crack like, your screen? It's a screen protector. Oh, I was like, bless. Which I don't even know. Literally really just that. got that. Yeah.
0: Um. All right. Well, we are going to just jump right into who is Meredith. Um, so Meredith Rawlings, you've had a couple titles over the last, what do you say, like three years?
2: Not even three years. Like, well,
0: yeah, I guess two years,
2: two and a half years, maybe.
0: So I know that you kind of used to dabble in, probably still do a lot in like coaching through fitness. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now you're kind of taking like a turn towards more holistic healing, correct? Yeah. I'm kind of just letting myself dive into that. So, what would you say right now? Your title is, um. or just like what you do. Like, if you had to write out, we talked about this the other week. If you're at the doctor's office and someone asks you to fill out your application, opica-
2: op- op- application, yeah, absolutely. oh yeah, my application. O- <laughs> I think whatever is my my occupation is. I usually write holistic life coach or life coach. Okay, um, but it's really. I try, I live at the intersection of where health and fitness coaching and the, because I love the science of that and the strategy of that, where that meets more of the woo-woo, spiritual, loving yourself, inner peace, finding your intuition stuff. Cool. So that's where I live. So where do you, well, let's, let's go back to how you got here.
0: Oh, gosh. So, what brought you into, one, being an entrepreneur, because mm-hmm. you do run your own business, mm-hmm. and two, like, what what has been your journey with your personal body mm-hmm. to get you to want to do, take this route and a career?
2: Well, I'll try and give kind of a, a short synopsis. Yeah, of... you can go big. <laughs> um, it's a good so... story.
1: I heard it the other day, so I
2: feel oh, like you yeah. should just tell it. The whole thing? Okay. Yeah. Well, I kind of my whole life have struggled with body image issues and being I was super insecure starting when I was like 10 years old I remember Mm -hmm. um it's funny we were just talking about swim practice but I was at swim practice and I saw I looked at the other girls and felt like I needed to suck my my stomach in that was like the first thing I remember Mm -hmm. when I was 10 which is so heartbreaking to think about like Mm -hmm. so young um so that kind of continued and I just kind of like, it was just kind of how it was, you know, middle school, high school, you're just insecure. And it got really bad in college to the point where I developed an undiagnosed eating disorder. No one ever diagnosed me, but it was, I had all the, all the symptoms, but I caught myself fairly quickly, um, started eating more, gained some more weight, but that mindset was still with me. hmm Um, the feeling like every time I walked past a mirror, I was dissecting what I looked like or a window, you know, taking photos was a nightmare because I was just so, so critical of my body and constantly comparing myself to other girls and my friends. And, um, I've always been really type A and a perfectionist and an overachiever and in college, it manifested itself really, really badly in what I looked like. Um, So then I got into, you know, I couldn't control anything, so I started binge eating, and it was just this whole roller coaster. And I, I didn't have anyone to talk to. I went to a counselor at, I went to University of South Carolina. They had free counselors, which is fabulous. So I went there, but the girl I talked to just kept telling me, you know, you're a young, beautiful, healthy, fit woman. You know, you shouldn't, you should be able to talk yourself out of this essentially. And that was all she really said. And I was like, she doesn't get it. Like, I know when I I know that I'm beautiful and I know that I'm healthy. That's not the problem. This, pro. I don't even know what the problem is, but there's something wrong with the way that I'm thinking and I can't I don't know how to fix it so that just kind of went on for a year and a half or so just kind of struggling with all of this silently and not really talking about it with anyone um and then I studied abroad my junior year and gained 15 pounds in three months which for someone who's 5'2 is a lot especially someone who's always been really athletic and has this whole background with the you know eating disorder stuff so I got home and had a total breakdown you know I like looked in the mirror and I was like oh crazy this is I don't know who I am this is I don't even recognize this you know I don't even look like an athlete anymore and it was really really jarring so of course my first instinct is what what diet do I go on I have to I'm cutting out carbs I can't eat this like no carrots that's too much sugar you know like insane that was my first reaction And that was the moment where – and, of course, I'm, like, bawling, sobbing. My parents are standing in the doorway of my bedroom, like, what is – how do we – we don't – what do we do? Because she's not fat. I don't even know what to tell her. And I heard this little voice in the back of my head that was like, oh, no, 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 not doing this again. And that was – I kind of stopped and was like, what if I just didn't go on a diet? And I – what if I just – let my body take care of itself. What if i just what if i just did the best that i could and mm-hmm. i stopped being so critical of myself and so it was just like it got so incredibly painful that i couldn't do it anymore. The idea of going on another diet was so abhorrent to me i just couldn't. So I just made the commitment to myself that I was gonna take as long as it took to fit back into all my clothes and feel healthy, and I was gonna do it in a way that was gonna be sustainable. So I didn't have to do this up and down roller coaster thing anymore. And I didn't, I was just so tired of hating myself all the time it was, I was just exhausted. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started doing all this research on intuitive eating and body image and the psychology of how this works and how to reprogram your mind and how your neural pathways work in your brain. And like, where did the, all this come from? And where did I learn to talk to myself this way? Because my mom, I am so lucky now that I've coached so many women, I I never realized how hard it is to have a mom sometimes because a lot of moms were. You know, they want to protect their daughters, so they say, like, don't eat that, don't eat this, you know, haven't you gained a little weight? And daughters can't don't know that they're just trying to protect them. I was so lucky that my mom read all the books, how to raise a daughter who's confident in her body, and I still came out (laughs) messed up, you know? Um, Well, so much of it was just society. yeah, Yeah, and what it really was for me was my mom was critical of herself. And I saw her talking about her cellulite and things like that. And I absorbed that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it can come from so many so many places. But that was where I kind of was like – and I knew I always wanted to own my own business. I just wasn't really sure what it was going to be. And that was kind of when the seed got planted once I lost the weight. And it took six months. Right. Not that long, but – you know, but not, it. like, a crash diet where right, you, like, right. lose exactly. 10 pounds in seven days
0: and exactly. you're, like.
2: Exactly. But after that, I was, that was my senior year of college. Finally, maybe towards, like, Christmas or so, I was really feeling, like, I look really good. My strength is back. I can run again. This is great. I, and that was, I looked the best that I've ever looked, probably. Mm-hmm. And I was, just felt super confident. And I've managed to sustain that for the last, I guess that was three years ago now, four years ago, something like that, whatever. I don't even know how old I am. Um, and so then I got a job here in Wilmington when I graduated in supply chain and So were knew- you looking for jobs in Wilmington? Like, no, no. So I, you know, I was in South Carolina and I was kind of open to just going wherever I could get a job. And the job I was offered- right off the bat was for a paper mill, a paper company called International Paper. Um, Fortune 500 company. It's the job I've been, you know, I was training for, um, checked all the boxes. uh, But I knew as soon as I took it, I was going to (laughs) quit. You know, it was like, this is a temporary thing. I know for sure I'm going to hate this. Um, And they offered me... What did they They offered me Spokane, Washington, and Wilmington. And I had a friend that I studied abroad with that lives in Wilmington. So, obviously, the beach, yeah. is close by. Mm-hmm. A lot of my friends are still in the southeast, so I picked here. Um, so, yeah, that's how I got here.
0: And how long did you work at this paper company?
2: I was there for a year and a half. And so, while I was working there, you know, obviously... I tried, I wanted to do the best I could, and I was obviously preparing myself for the idea that I'm going to be the one that climbs the ladder, and mm-hmm. I knew, you know, I was, I put 110% into it, but I hated it. Yeah. It was, I am not, I could not deal with the bureaucracy, I could not deal with people telling me what to do, not that I can't deal with authority, but like, they're telling me to do these things, and there I knew there was a better way to do it kind of thing, Yeah, and that just drove me nuts. Yeah. Um,
0: so while you're in this job, are you kind of planning your escape?
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Since day one, I was like, okay, we're going <laughs> to figure a way out of this. So I figured, I knew at that point I had kind of decided I want to be the person that I didn't have to talk to when yeah. I was going through all that stuff. Um, so I figured that's kind of a really nebulous, vague idea of it's not a business plan. Right. So what's something that's marketable? personal training. So I got my personal training certification um, uh, almost two years ago now and I was trying to figure out how this was going to work and then I stumbled upon a business coaching program that was going to teach you how to be a coach online. And I was like, well that's perfect because I can do that while I'm still working here, build up some income and then I can decide to travel if I want to, I can move wherever I want and like all this stuff Right, and it just sounded great. And so um, I tried that for a while doing both and I was just exhausted. That was kind of when I was starting to um, realize that I have a very, despite what I like to tell myself, I have a very limited amount of energy (laughs) and I have been operating in such like a masculine um, mindset and energy flow for so long and it was almost like I have reached this next level of who I am and I'm like, no, 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 I can't do that. So, it was almost like, I don't know if you all have heard that Tony Robbins quote is like, burn the bridges. Like, burn or burn the boats. Burn the boats. So, it was like, okay, I'm going to quit this job. And that was last November. So, it's been almost a year. So, I put my two weeks notice in one morning. I just drove into the parking lot. And I was like... Today's the day. I'm done. Yeah, I'm done with this. I never want to come here again. And I called my boss because at that point I'd gotten a couple of promotions. And my boss was remote. So... I was like yeah I'm gonna gonna quit and she she's like if you don't mind me asking you know what are you gonna do instead and I was like I'm starting my own business (laughs) she was like oh what's it gonna be (laughs) I said it's gonna be online health and fitness coaching for women who need to you know learn how to love their bodies and she was like oh that's that's different I was like yeah totally different you know and I was just like (laughs) Yeah. yeah I'm not doing anything that has anything to do with process optimization or supply chain I'm out of here so yeah it's been I guess it'll be my anniversary at Thanksgiving of full-time doing this so and even since then like you said it's been this evolution of you know am I still even gonna do fitness coaching or is it all the mindset stuff because that's where my um, passion really is is the psychology of all of this and and more of the Connecting with yourself, the spirituality, all of that stuff. So it's always, as you all know, it's always evolving and it's always Mm -hmm. challenging Mm -hmm. who you are as a person and and as a coach. So, but it's been awesome.
0: So we just did an episode a couple weeks ago, or was it last week, on like just doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quitting your not necessarily quitting your job or like starting a business, but like just do stepping into whatever you feel called to next. Mm -hmm. So. What, like, practical steps did you take? Like, yeah, you called your boss and quit your job. But, like, what did you do when you were just like, I'm going to change my whole career? You know, like, what actual steps did you take?
2: Well, I am a super analytical person. So, I was very much, and I am very um, financially conscious as well. Mm -hmm. So... My whole thing was I am not going to quit this job until I have X amount of months saved up. Right. So that I don't feel any pressure to immediately be super successful. I've got a cushion. That was like my main goal. Um, So I just saved my money all for a year and a half. I just saved my money, saved my money while people are going on trips. They're going – you know, to all these concerts, or they're buying all these clothes, because, you know, you get out of college, and you have a, a, you know, a full-time job, and all of a sudden, you've got some money to yeah. to work with, yeah, so I had to, I think the biggest challenge for me was making those sacrifices, in every, every decision I came up to, where people are like, oh, let's go do this, let's go do that, where it was kind of like a lot of money, I would be like, do I want to do that, or do I want to quit my job, right, that yeah. was always like, the question, yeah, and, quitting my job almost are always one, and that's how I knew, like, this is serious, because right. if I would rather, um, you know, I would rather quit my job than go on a trip with my girlfriends, that's yeah. pretty serious, mm-hmm. so it was difficult for sure, and the other thing I did was I just researched everything I could, and I was always reading, and Um, always looking into how to build a business what is it because I had a business background but it was more of like a from a corporate standpoint so I knew all of that stuff but actually starting a business is so different Um, and learning what different what different avenues I had how to manage your time when there's no one telling you what to do and things like that I, I tried to learn as much of that as I could and the other thing was I just had so many people that were supporting me and mm-hmm. I was so lucky. I feel like a lot of people, and I was definitely concerned about this. People are going to judge me, tell me this was a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And I was bracing myself for that. I had all sorts of arguments ready. Yeah. <laughs> and my dad's a lawyer. So I, yeah. that's kind of like how mm-hmm. I think I'm like, how am I going to talk somebody else out of what they think? Yeah. <laughs> um, And, you know, what are my grandparents going to say? Because they've, helped me so much go through college and get this degree that i have and and um my boyfriend at the time was amazing um and he bought me my first um, domain name and my website for christmas two years ago and that to me was just like okay there are people who really do think this is my roommate at the time sat me down and made me make an Instagram. She was like, "You have to have an Instagram." This mm-hmm. was even before I had my personal training certification. And I had people that were pushing me also because yeah. they knew how much I wanted it, and that was that was so huge. So I think there might be for people who want to start something but they're afraid to, even if it's just, you know, a hobby or going on a dating app or anything. If, you know, you want to learn surfing or how to play an instrument or something, like, tell people about it. Yeah. Because someone might be able to help you or at least, you know, encourage you or, yeah, or support you in Yeah, it's that, you it's some that way. accountability factor. Yeah. Like,
0: if someone else knows, then I can't, like, hide behind
1: this. Like, I yeah. have to do yeah, something. Yeah, definitely. Especially if you're not someone who's very self-motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because then you'll never get anything done if you mm-hmm. don't tell people about it. And don't be scared to because – if this is something that I always tell um, my friends and my clients, is like, if God put that desire in your heart, you're meant for it. And you have the tools you need for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you won't, you wouldn't want it if it,
1: it wasn't for you. Exactly.
2: Yeah. You know, if, I've never had the desire to be an actress or a singer or anything like that because I don't have those skills and that's not yeah. my personality. But I do want this. Yeah. And I do... I do want to know how to surf because I have that. I have those skill sets. I just have to learn it, you know, and right. invest in a board and you know <laughs> all that stuff. Get a wetsuit and you've been doing that. Oh, yeah, I've been I getting have. out there. <laughs> I've
0: been following you on your on your Instagram.
2: Yeah, like. I finally I finally bit the bullet and bought a real surfboard, and yeah? it is a life changer. My co- bless my Costco Wave Storm I have a board. Wave storm. Oh my god, oh, I couldn't. know. I could not I couldn't get up really yes and I've been surfing so many times and I know I can surf and I was getting so frustrated it was so funny because all of my frustrations from other parts of my life came out when I went surfing and yeah. I would just get so mad and so angry to the point where <laughs> my friends were like we don't want to invite you to yeah, come like, with us anymore you're making this this is supposed to be a zen <laughs> you know we're in the water the sun yeah. is setting this is beautiful and we're just over here like cussing and (laughs) so mad and like da-da-da. Right. And then, you know, if they're like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, my business is really hard to run, and I can't do it all by myself. It's like like, nothing about surfing, you're like. Yeah. And so it it was so funny. As uh, soon as I bought the surfboard, um, all of that just went away. It was like, I have nothing more to be frustrated about in my life because the surfboard, I just stand right up, and it's beautiful. And I love it. And it's lighter than my phone board, There's which less makes yelling. no sense. Yeah.
0: Less aggression. All my friends want
2: to hang out with yeah. me, I guess. I still have friends. It's great. Yeah. It's a win-win. Now it's really therapy. It's not just venting. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. See, sometimes,
1: like we said last week, the investment is
2: It's is Maybe it's it. just buying a surfboard. Sometimes yes. you just have to do it. Yeah. You just have to spend some money, even if it's not the most responsible financial decision If it's what you're meant to do, it'll work out. Yeah, it'll work out and it's worth it.
0: So I hate to ask this because I'm sure there's not like one specific client, but like your ideal client. Like Mm -hmm. who comes to you and seeks out your specific skills Mm -hmm. and is like this is what I need to change in my life and how like not – don't like give away your whole program right now because (laughs) I want you to pay for it, people. (laughs) But like what – are some like practical things that you give them to like empower them to change?
2: Yeah. So that's a really good question. It's, it's interesting because so many online fitness programs you find are specifically geared for like macro counting or weight loss or whatever, but it's usually someone who's, who has maybe tried things like that before or joined gyms or done like Kayla, what is it? Kayla, Kayla It's seen us. I never know how to say her last name. Things like things mm-hmm. like that, where they've tried other things that's, maybe just a nutrition guide or just a workout program and it hasn't worked. Like they've tried all these things and all of these diets and whole, I have a lot of whole 30ers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, they've tried it. They've cut the carbs. They've tried to count macros or they've tried to do this and that and nothing works and they're just kind of like spinning their wheels. And it's usually also someone who is really driven in their career or if they're a business owner And they just kind of burn the candle at both ends and they don't give themselves a lot of attention Mm -hmm. um, or they think they are and they're not. So and they don't normally realize that, but I do. (laughs) Um, And what's the other thing? Oh, the other thing. I have a lot of people who are stuck in really almost volatile relationships with food specifically. Mm -hmm. Usually workouts are not the huge deal. Like they like to work out. Maybe they just don't know how to fit it in their schedule or whatever. And that's an easy fix. But the real problem is their relationship with themselves. So they're always criticizing themselves, comparing themselves. And they just don't know how to stop. They just think maybe this is how it is. And I'll just lose some weight and then I'll feel better. Yeah.
1: I was gonna say sometimes like even if those the like, Caleb It's in his program or mm-hmm. the whole thirty, whatever, maybe it did give them exactly. results. But they're still not happy. They're still and, not happy. Exactly. And maybe it's actually getting to the root of...
0: Yeah. That, and that we that talked is. about this before. Like, yeah. it's so much deeper than... Like, when I was in my eating disorder, I was the skinniest I've ever been. Probably yeah. skinniest anyone should ever be. Yeah. And I still wasn't happy.
2: Yeah. And oh, yeah. I was more miserable than I ever had been. It was I was a- 114 pounds. I almost had a thigh gap. Still didn't. People were talking about how cool my abs looked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, at one point, And I, I- was miserable.
0: Yeah, I would get on the scale every single day, twice a day, just to see how, like, if I lost half a pound. Mm -hmm. And by the end of it, I was
2: 92 pounds,
0: which is ridiculous for someone, my height, or someone at all. I
2: can't believe that. And,
0: but I would still look in the mirror and be like, not content.
2: Yeah. And I, my, I was even more extreme because I didn't have a scale in my dorm. So I lived in the center of campus, the most beautiful part of campus at USC. And I would Get up in the mornings, not eat anything, not drink anything, and I would run a mile to the gym, go down to the locker room, and weigh myself. Take my shoes off and weigh myself almost every morning. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's that's a lot.
2: And it would affect my entire yeah depending my on my entire that day. Said. You know if yeah. in, you know if if what it said um and and I think that
0: that's like. Probably. I think the unhealthy
2: thing about it is I didn't think that was a bad exactly. – I did, I thought it was totally normal. And I, that's the eating disorder mindset is like you think that what you're doing makes sense. Yeah, and you, you think really that, are kind of a little cuckoo. It's well, a totally a lot of different – Well,
0: a lot of our listeners are probably doing this right now. Like women, there's just so much pressure on women mm-hmm. to like fit into – into a certain mold that, like, we do these things without realizing that they're, like, actually detrimental to our well-being. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So it doesn't even seem wrong.
2: And even if you – and I think – and I I actually have a video I posted about this a while ago. But even if you aren't 92 pounds or 120 pounds or really, really skinny, if you're having these thoughts, that's not – you muscle. shouldn't – you don't have to think that way. Right. That's not – that's not you. You're trapped. Exactly. If
0: you're if you're having those thoughts, whether yeah. you're 90 pounds or 190 pounds, you're trapped. Yeah. And you're trapped and you're probably
2: to. not going to be able to fix it by yourself. Yeah. And that's what so many women feel like. I can fix this. Mm-hmm. Once they realize this is not okay. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. They think I can fix this by myself. This is my own problem. I don't need to talk to anybody about it. Pride gets in the way. Shame gets in the way. Guilt gets in the way. But you can't fix it by yourself, unless you're just like a super mega star. But yeah, so what fun. are some
0: things that you like? I guess if you were to say curriculum, like what's
2: your mm-hmm. curriculum? So we start with super basic, um, just how to build a healthy plate. Essentially, um, sometimes if if the client feels comfortable with it, we'll kind of look at their My Fitness Pal and log a few days see just nutritionally what they need and I'll make little suggestions and be like, okay, well, let's try and a lot of the time they're not eating enough. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, I'm like, babe, there's a reason you're so exhausted and it's because right. you're only eating one meal a day. And, you know, I don't care if you don't feel hungry. You probably need – I know for a fact, let's try this and you'll right, feel yeah. better. So um just basic things like that. And then we, got, get, we get into – how to eat intuitively, what that even means, what that looks like, the ritual of, you know, not eating in front of the TV and all of this stuff, how to listen to your body, tapping back into that, um, and then noticing what thoughts you have while you're doing that. You know, um, the food police in your head. Mm -hmm. when you're constantly constantly thinking about what's the next thing I'm going to eat oh I'm not allowed to eat anymore today because it's 7 p.m or yeah you already hit your limit and it's different for every person because it is it is a program that I have but we also do one-on-one coaching the whole time Mm -hmm. so whatever is going on with you we kind of address it and it's so interesting how I've I've designed the program around how it flows for each person. It's almost the same journey for everybody. We've got like little details that are different, but the way that your mind changes is the same progression for everyone, which is super interesting. Whether you came in with some binge eating tendencies or under eating tendencies or, you know, maybe just a little bit of unhealthy eating, but you're obsessing over what you look like kind of thing. It's all the same progression, which is so interesting. And everybody who's in there supports each other and talks about their wins and um, shares little tips and tricks and things that they've learned and it anyway, and then we get into body image at the end that we do like a deep dive for the last four weeks on like really getting into the nitty gritty of, of the mindset of that. So
0: So how long is your program?
2: Or is there an end? It's primarily twelve weeks, so okay. three months. And then after that, usually people just stay on with me and we either do um, one-on-one coaching together or some people restart it. Because what happens is, and you all know this, I'm sure, because when you start some kind of personal development journey, what tends to happen is life gets completely insane. The universe throws all sorts of crap at you and Everything just explodes. And so a lot of the time, the whole program, we're just dealing with how are you going to deal with all of this shit that just got mm-hmm. thrown at you? Mm-hmm. And luckily, they have somebody to help them through that. And then by the end of it, they're like, oh my God. We Something
0: just, else comes up We then. just fixed yeah.
2: all of this stuff with how I deal with my stress, my anxiety, how I, how I create boundaries in my relationships, how I create self-care routines, all of these things. And now... That I've dealt with all of that, I'm ready to start over and really get into my eating habits, and that's happened with several of my clients, um, and they've come out. The it ends up being six months with me, and they've come out and they're like, "Whoa, everything is different." Yeah. So it's well, it's kind of
0: like life. Like once you get through one issue, there's going to be something else. Yeah. You know, and like the if-
2: goal with the goal for me is that you won't need to see. coach or a counselor or therapist every single week for the rest of your life because I've at least given you the tools to recognize what's going on, how do I deal with it, and a little bit of how to to work through it on your own. Mm -hmm. So you might need a little bit of a touch-up every once in a while, but you don't need to go in and talk to somebody every single week for the rest of your life because,
1: I mean – then you wouldn't be doing your job right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like my you're goal, empowering them to like exactly. steward their bodies well. and And
2: realize that they have the power. They yeah. know as soon as, like once they realize that like I deserve to be taken care of and I deserve to have a life that's set up to do that for me and we implement all of that, it's usually smooth sailing after that. And then obviously we always have things come up and that's when you that's, and I I hope that that's when people who work with me realize, okay, there are going to be things that I cannot handle by myself and I deserve support still Mm -hmm. just because I've messed up or something is going wrong. I lost my job. I am going through a breakup. Doesn't mean that I'm not worthy of being supported still. And that's when I hope that they, because a lot of my clients still have counselors and stuff while they're working with me. And we just like, double team it and it's great I love when they're like yeah I'm already in therapy I'm like yes yes (laughs) yes yes you are going to completely change everything I'm so excited so yeah but and know that like asking for help is so important yeah so many of us don't do that
1: no not at all
2: no I was just thinking like I think the three of us probably don't ask for help as much as we should
0: definitely
1: not yeah I
0: remember like I also remember when I was like when I decided to like start healing from my eating disorder and like Mm -hmm. let it all out there went through all the steps went through counseling Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I assumed that like poof it would just be gone and um I remember like Michael and I had just started dating and I was talking to him and I was like am I always gonna have these thoughts Mm -hmm. and he was like maybe Mm -hmm. he was like every day is like a daily battle that you gotta overcome Mm -hmm. and he was like and that's okay like you have what it takes now yeah to overcome, and you might be overcoming your entire life until mm-hmm. you die. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. That doesn't I, mean you haven't. He said that it doesn't take away from, like, all that you've done to get to this place. Exactly. Like, just because you have a negative thought or you criticize your body or mm-hmm. you, I don't know, starve yourself for a meal or something like that. Like, that doesn't mean you've taken 60 steps back. It just means you got to overcome again. Yeah. You know, and you already have what it takes to do yeah. that. Yeah.
2: And I was, I was talking to a client yesterday about that very thing. Um, you know she's overcome all of these, these anxious thoughts that she's had just about her life, not necessarily about her body or anything. Um, but she still has she still has these thoughts every yeah. day. And I was like, it's not about getting rid of those thoughts. Like think about it. You're like, you're and I use this metaphor. I don't know where it came from. It just popped in my head. It's like you're a corn farmer
1: mm-hmm. and
2: you're going down the road picking corn. And before, you were just looking at all the rotten corn, and you weren't paying any attention to all of this beautiful, golden, juicy, good corn. You're just looking at all the rotten ones, and you're, like, f- obsessing over why is all of this rotten, Everything's this is horrible. And now, she, you know, she's in this space of, like, she sees all this beautiful corn, and she's picking some of that up. And there's still some rotten corn, and, like, she notices it sometimes, but she's... She can throw it away now. She doesn't have to pick it up and cry over it and obsess over it anymore. She can be like, oh, that sucks. Like, there's always going to be bad thoughts. Right. We're humans. That's how our brain works. Our egos are designed to notice bad things and protect us from it. Right? Like, that's how we evolved. But the point is to notice all the good stuff Mm -hmm. and to have the tools to throw out the bad thoughts as soon as they come up so that you're not... Like we all have really bad days. I still have bad days. Yeah, you yeah. were passing on a surfboard a couple. Weeks I was. Ago. Oh my gosh! Yeah, it was, it was really bad. It was really yeah. bad. Um, my the boy that bought me my first website. We like broke up, and now we're like kind of back together again. And he was out with. Okay, there with I was me. wondering
0: if that was the same boy. Same guy. Yeah. She like posted a picture on her Instagram couple weeks ago, and I like messaged her. I was like, "Is this your boy?" <laughs> she was like,
2: "Yep." Yeah, but he. um He serves too, but I—he was out there when I was like cussing and getting so mad, and he told me afterwards he was like, "I don't think I've ever been that mad at you. (laughs) I think that was probably the most angry I've ever been at you because you were ruining the serve session. Like like we—we all had bad days too. I know. (laughs) I was like, okay, I know I'm gonna get it together, and. Sure I think enough. that
0: that's actually a really good thing to bring up because I think a lot of times I'm sure that you have followers on Instagram who follow you and see your um, your motivational mm-hmm. posts and mm-hmm. like same with us and think like oh every day just must be they're so positive there's sunshine so positive. and rainbows it's every just day so easy like must be nice but mm-hmm. like it's it's important for people to know that like they're not alone and that the person who you think has it all together they just don't like oh, we're all just not. struggling and. Mm-hmm. and figuring out life together and if we like let people in on that it would be so much less pressure yeah. on ourselves so yeah. we, we could just like freely like grow and and fail and grow again and you know yeah. together
2: yeah and having the strength to share that and i am just now getting better at that because i i mean the almost the entire year i've been in business was an absolute disaster Men, like personally mentally I was wrecked and I didn't tell anybody, Mm -hmm. um, except for, you know, my mom and my life coach. (laughs) But I, you know, as soon as I invested in the business coaching program to start my business, I found out that my parents were getting a divorce Mm -hmm. literally two days after I put my entire savings into this business coaching program, found out my parents are getting a divorce and my family is so close and so loving, and I just – it was something that I took for granted, honestly. And that was a lot of my identity, which I discovered through many months of therapy and life coaching after that. And I had to deal with with the fallout of that and, like, what that meant for me and my belief system. And I was working through all of that while working a full-time job and trying to start my business. And then a hurricane hit last September, mm-hmm. and that – was a whole other thing. I had to go back home to Kentucky for the first time and actually see my parents and deal with all of that, like confront it. And not, I'm a, I'm a squisher by nature. I like yeah. to not think about things and stay busy. And I've um, never heard that term, a squisher. A squisher. I, feel like I might a have squisher just, too. I might have just said that for the first time today. I don't know. I like, uh, I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna start so using true. that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a yeah. squisher too. Because it does, it doesn't fit after a while. You just push it down, push it down, and, and it's, it's got a bust. Yeah. And so, during the hurricane, it. it exploded and I was it was one of those things where I could hear myself being a psycho and I couldn't stop so I was dating this boy at the time and um I could hear myself saying things and I couldn't stop myself And I was like oh my gosh what is going on none of my meditation practices were working I was you know trying to do this job and all this stuff and then when I got home I finally felt like I've got it together. I can do this. And then two weeks later, I got dumped mm. by somebody who I cared about so much and I really could see myself with forever. And I had never been broken up with before either. And I'm very prideful. And I do I my ego took a huge hit and it was really hard. We worked together. Going to work was really hard. And So that dealing with that as well as the divorce thing, it was like a double whammy. Everything was just, I couldn't, I can't even put into words. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I was so frustrated because I was like, I am, I was so excited about starting this business and I was so full of hope and everything's going to be great. And I just had everything just ripped out from under me. It's so unfair. I have this mission. I want to help all these people. Why is this happening to me? Yeah. I'm a good person. I love everybody. Why is all this crap falling on my face? I don't understand. And, you know, so then I quit my job because I had decided I was going to do it by Christmas. I didn't want to do it anymore, so I'm going to quit my job. So now I'm on my own. I just got dumped. My family is a wreck. It's winter, and I have seasonal affective disorder. The sun went away, Mm -hmm. so I'm sad because of that. And everything was just so hard. And all of a sudden, I'm by myself every day, all day, putting all this pressure on myself. And it was almost like the eating disorder thoughts came back, but now it's applied Mm -hmm. to achievement Mm -hmm. and making money and making my business a success and making my clients successful. So I was super obsessive about that, working 12 hours a day. And then posting all of this stuff on Instagram about loving yourself yourself and da, da, da. And luckily, I was really good at coaching and my clients did really, really well. And I was able to keep it together for the most part. But there were days when I would just write in my gratitude journal, I didn't cry today. That was my grateful thing. Yeah. I didn't cry today. and. I still, but I wasn't sharing that because I was afraid that meant that I wasn't an authority on these things.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, That because I couldn't fix it super quickly, I wasn't, you know, this was something that I was not succeeding at, fixing myself. Um, And it really, I mean, it really, it took like six months before I felt like myself again. But it it happened just kind of like that where I was like, oh, yeah. I feel better now. Mm-hmm. It just kind of like the veil lifted and it was all it was all much better. Um all the work that I did in my life coaching and my journaling and everything kind of just compounded and it all kind of worked all of a sudden. And it that's how it goes. Like yeah, sometimes when you when you make a huge leap in your life and you make a statement that you're I'm going to do something huge, everything is going to change. God is like Yeah, but before you do that, you have to get through this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to test you. Do you really want it? And you have to overcome that. And I'm so glad that all of that stuff happened to me because now I know if I can get through that, I can get someone through anything.
1: Absolutely. If I
2: can keep showing up for people and making and supporting them and being of service to them while I'm collapsing inwardly, I can do this. Mm-hmm. And it's
1: almost like you put a whole bunch more toolbox in your box or absolutely. tools, in your, tools in your toolbox. Absolutely,
2: yeah. and I can, I can empathize with people so much more. Yeah, and it's it's funny. A lot of my clients ask me for relationship advice, <laughs> which um, <laughs> if I hadn't gone through that breakup, I wouldn't have a lot of the repertoire and like how to get over that stuff and how to really, you know, not just go out and drink and have a rebound, get over the breakup like everybody, you know, the rom-coms tell you to do, but, like, actually get over a breakup and do it in a healthy way. And, you know, communicating in a relationship and creating boundaries and all this stuff that I probably wouldn't have done so much research into how to have a good relationship if the one that I thought was really good didn't break down. Yeah. So, you know, now we're, like, dating again, and it's a totally different thing because we both... Oh, so it's the same guy? Same guy. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I'm back in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he won't listen to this, so... <laughs> That's good. That's good.
0: But, um,
2: yeah, so now it's, like, you know, totally different relationship with the same person. And the way that we communicate is different. And the way that I'm showing up for myself is totally different. The codependence that I used to have, I've worked through and dealt with because of my, the whole parents thing going on. Yeah. It's just crazy that all of this kind of evolved to make me a stronger person and a better yeah. a better coach and a better business person. Yeah. Um,
0: One thing that um, I had a friend who – Um, was struggling with being like single for so long Mm -hmm. one time this was years ago and she was saying and you know I could I could I could empathize because I was Mm too and she was saying like I just don't understand why it's been so many years like why do I have to have all this time Mm -hmm. to know what I want when I already know what I want and I like I don't I I would say it's the Holy Spirit but my gut my intuition just like gave me this like little nugget of truth that I've always Rested on since is, like, no time is time wasted. So yes. even if you feel like I'm in, like, a sans, a standstill or a really crappy time in life, like parents get divorced, breakup, all that stuff, it's not a waste of time because it gets you, it equips you with tools, like your tool belt, mm-hmm. that you need to get through the next thing, which mm-hmm. you probably wouldn't have understood as well had you not gone through this yeah. period of, like, For her at the time, loneliness, Yeah, you know, learning to rely on God and herself Mm -hmm. and find independence and then know herself fully to like be able to be a better person in a relationship. You know, so it's like no time is time wasted, even though we feel kind of at a standstill a lot of times.
2: Exactly. And I don't know if y'all have ever done any kind of like visualization or anything like that, but it's something that I have my clients do because... in in any area that they feel like they want to change. Um, Obviously, we do ours with, like, what goals do you want to come out of this program? What do you want to feel like? Blah, blah, blah. But I did that back in college for the kind of guy that I wanted, the kind of relationship that I wanted because Mm -hmm. I was dealing with a boy that I had broken up with a year ago, and he's still, like, hanging around. Yeah, you know how that goes. The lingerers. And so I was kind of fed up one day, and I was like, "Ah, I'm done with that. I don't want to deal with that anymore, so let's think about what I do want. And I wrote this list of things that I wanted. And then as soon as I moved here, probably, like, three or four months later, I met this guy. And he checked all the boxes. And I was just like, I did that with
1: Jordan. Did you? Yeah. Well, not with him. But, like, I wrote – I was, like, super jaded like, went through Mm -hmm. so many – not, like, breakups per se, but, like, just flings that would die out Mm -hmm. or that would get let down a lot and just cheated on or whatever. And – So my brother's girlfriend at the time was like, you should just like make a list. You Mm -hmm. should just write down what you want and just stop settling. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And I did. I wrote out this whole list of things. And probably a few months later, I ended up meeting Jordan. And he literally checked all the
2: boxes. Yeah. And we're married. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There you go. And the thing about my list is that I thought I knew exactly what I wanted. I had this relationship with this guy who checked all the boxes and then added some but wasn't necessarily my type. So y'all make sure you're not boxed into a type mm-hmm. because it's not real. And then that relationship kind of fell apart. And I realized like, oh, I have to add to this list. And I have to make sure that this is on there and this is on there. And the way that I am is on that list too. And right. blah, blah, blah. And I think that's why it's so important like, to understand that no time is wasted. And if you're waiting for something or something isn't working – it's because you're not ready for it yet. You've got to right. keep evolving a little bit more and then it'll come into your life when it when it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, whether you call it God or the universe or what or whatever your language is, it's all the same. It's going to come to you when it's meant to come to you. And I just hear my stomach. Yeah. <laughs> 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 sounds like you need some food to it come. It sounds like right now. it sounds like God was like agreeing. Yeah, like, like yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow um so this is just like therapy which is great um (laughs) obviously I'm sure listeners are really intrigued by your business model and your Mm -hmm. life coaching so like where can they first where can they find you Mm -hmm. and then we'll jump into our four
2: questions like how can they you know so I hang out yeah I hang out mostly on Instagram um at underscore Meredith Rawlings and my website is Meredith dot com
0: and we'll put all this in the show notes so yeah
2: yeah um I do a lot of teaching on Instagram um so that's a good place to go if you just kind of want to hear more about what all this stuff is um and yeah cool on the gram Meredith the the gram. dot com
0: mm-hmm. um okay so we have four questions that we ask every single guest and the first is what is something that you're currently binging right now binging yeah like it doesn't have to be a TV show, although it could be. It could be like something like some food you're really obsessed with, or a restaurant, or coffee, mm.
2: or uh, that was all food. <laughs> <laughs> you are hungry. Uh, I was like, man,
0: I'm hungry or, you know, just like surfing or something that you're obsessed with.
2: Oh yeah, surfing for sure, but I'm also reading Gone with the Wind right now. Really? For the first time? Throwback. Yeah. And I love it. It is actually and I I had no idea that what you what it was about. I'd always I honestly Scarlett don't think I could tell you It's either. actually a super even. interesting kind of feminist thing. Like, the character is just incredible, and I read really quickly, and it's a huge, huge book, so it's keeping me occupied for a little while, but I can't put it down at night when I pick Aww. it up. It's really good. So. I kind of love that answer. Highly, yeah. highly recommend, if you haven't the read Gone with the Wind. love that. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Okay, next question. What is something you currently love about yourself?
2: Hmm. I. I really love. My smile.
0: Aww. You do have a great smile. Thank you. So.
2: I really. It's and it's still hard for me to even say that in a way because I want. I don't want you all to think I'm conceited. But I really do. I like no, my smile. No, we never think people are conceited.
0: <laughs> it's actually what's interesting is that's the question that's hardest for most people to answer because yeah, and it's sad mm-hmm. because you can't think or you, you're
1: scared to say something that you yeah. actually like about yeah. yourself instead right. of just ripping yeah. yourself apart, you the know? fear of people judging you yeah. For, yeah. for being okay with yourself. Yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, it's sorry. sorry, I actually like this to... part of myself. I, yeah.
2: I, I like my smile. I like the way my brain works. I like how smart I am. I like that I'm a good friend. And it's so easy for me to list off those things now that I'm actually, got. I got permission to do it.
1: It's mm-hmm. interesting
2: how that works, right? Yeah. Even someone who is a professional at, Making people like themselves, yeah. (laughs) Uh.
0: Okay, what is something that you're well, the year's almost over, so you've got two months left in the year. What Mm -hmm. is something that you are excited about in these next two months?
2: Hmm, and it can be Christmas. I was gonna say, I'm excited, I love Christmas. Me too. Um, going to be going home for thanksgiving and to my grandparents house in florida for christmas and Ooh. i haven't seen my grandparents since christmas last year and i'm really excited to see them so i'm excited about that sorry my <laughs> dog's
0: gonna start barking because i'm pretty sure an amazon package just came to oh, the door nice so he
1: doesn't like that he's so cute <laughs>
0: all right um, last question
1: if you could tell women one thing to end what would it be
2: Stop feeling like you should be doing something. You don't have to do anything.
0: Mm.
2: You don't have to do everything. You don't have to do everything someone asks you to do. You don't have to do it. You have to take care of yourself and that's the only thing you have to do. So stop I hear the word should. I should do this. I should do this. Well, I should be shouldn't be thinking that way. Stop saying should. Take it out of your vocabulary. I like that. It's gonna change your life. Guarantee mm. it. I love that. Yeah.
1: I love that
0: too. Awesome. Well, That's this so has sick. been so like I just I'm signing wow. up. I know. I need a life coach. <laughs> yeah, this has been so awesome, like really therapeutic.
2: Good. I'm thank glad. you for being
0: here today well, thank and you like for being our friend and making us better women.
2: Oh my this gosh, awesome. I'm so glad I'm so glad you guys are my friends too. It's been so great.
1: Thanks so much for coming on. I feel like literally I just sat here and like watched like a TED talk or something. I like know. I didn't really talk a whole lot because I was just so like Inthrilled. enthralled. Enthralled. Yeah. Yes. You're so it's
2: good. Great. at great. Well, thank you.
0: Well, again, if y'all need to, if y'all want to find Meredith, uh, we'll link her Instagram and her website in our show notes, as well as a link to the Prosper Workshop. Um, pre Is it pre sign up still?
1: sign up at the link in our bio yes if you want to know when it's going to be opening which it'll be in november i just haven't announced the exact date yeah so, so
0: the prosper workshop and then also a link to the soul fitness app um, with a 20 percent off code for your first month so
1: we love you
2: guys
0: and thank you. we love you meredith we'll I talk to you, you next well. week bye love you bye